Hey everybody, Steve Basic here. I recently had the opportunity to visit Sega at their factory in Switzerland. Touring the factory was a thrill, but coming to a better understanding of who Sega as a company is and what their mission is was an exceptional experience. Sega develops and manufactures products to provide weathertight and airtight building assemblies. Exterior membranes, tapes, and an interior membrane using a hybrid technology round out their product spectrum. I've used their products in a number of projects, and they always perform as expected or better. In addition to their products is their collaborative service. Sega is a true team member and an asset to any design construction team that I put together. Let's join Sega in their slogan, and let's strive for a world of zero energy loss. Welcome to the Unbuilt Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Yost, but I've got with me Jake and Steve, who just told me the title of this session is Jake and Steve's Romantic Adventure to Europe. Man, if that's not an interesting title to suck you into this one, I don't know what is. So uh, I'm glad Steve's wife went. <laughs> hey, and, and just for the record, Pete, I did no gallivanting. <laughs> gallivanting. You know, when when I used that term with Randy Williams, I thought, what an interesting word. And I knew right away that Steve was going to go gallivanting. I've never gallivanted in my whole life. I knew that I stomp. Coming. I never gallivant. I stomp. <laughs> So uh, the first thing is I couldn't go on this trip because um, of my felony record. And so, you know, that's <laughs> full disclosure. Um, actually, I couldn't think of anything less appealing than, you know, flying across half the world to be told, COVID! <laughs> but that's part of the progression of this story, I know. So, so tell us, guys, what was it like to head off and why did you go there and with whom? Steve, do you want to? No, I'll let you start. I'll let you start. Okay. I'd I'd rather be responsive than uh, active. Okay. So, uh, as Peter alluded to it, we were invited by uh, Etienne, the the person in charge of SEGA in North America. Uh, If you don't know Etienne, next time you're at a conference where he is, insert yourself into his life because he's fantastic to know. Uh, Etienne invited us to join them, uh, SEGA on a trip to see their manufacturing facility in Switzerland, which I guess we should say Sega is based in Lucerne. Russell. Uh, Russell, sorry, outside of Lucerne. Uh, and uh, tour a trade school and a, a bunch of different building manufacturing facilities and builders in Switzerland so that we can broaden our understanding of how houses are built or how buildings are built. And, uh, you know, we, we got an invite because they know that we're interested in that sort of thing, but we're also people that use their products. Steve and I have regular conversations about stuff that they make that we use. And so, you know, they're, they were being very gracious by inviting us to go on this trip. So just a bit of backdrop, Sega is manufacturer of a bunch of high performance building materials, but particularly their pressure sensitive use of tapes. Which, by the way, I've done a lot of testing on, and you know the Zip, the Huber, uh, Huber Zip, the Sega series, and then the Proclima. Those those high content acrylic tapes are among the best. So, and Etienne is a super cool guy, really friendly and very smart. So, you know, I think the the moral here is that the three of us 
we tolerate marketing people as long as they are easy to get along with and they they practice what they preach and they they yeah. know their stuff and and like that that honesty factor that at people like Etienne and Etienne bring to the table we're using the product because it's the right product and it just so happens to be that you know the Sega is the company that makes that product sort of thing you know what's interesting peter it it cuz i i'd I'll give kudos to ATN, but to to have gone to Switzerland, I think you get to understand ATN a little bit more in that the the Swiss culture I found extremely interesting. We you know, when when we were out walking around, you saw people literally like sweeping sidewalks, cleaning up, cleaning the trains. It didn't matter where you went in Switzerland. Everybody was part of the collaborative effort to do a great job and provide everybody with the best possible day, hmm. right? The trains were immaculate. That When I say they were on time, like to the second, that thing pulled out of the train station. And it's just everybody was willing to help you. And when when I think of SEGA and how it translates to AT, someone like ATN and ATN personally, it's, I don't see him as a marketing person. Like, he's not trying to get me. He's saying, hey, we have some products that might help you provide a better structure. Let's talk about how we can help you. And, and it's, it's instilled in their culture. It's not like, it's not his marketing ploy or his marketing scheme to be a nice guy and play, oh, let's play team. We'll be team players. No, that's how they think. That's how they operate. And you can see it in their culture there. It was absolutely amazing. Everywhere we went, how well things were thought out, planned, executed, and and just flat out dealt with. That so it was- I, will, I will say that uh, I agree completely, especially with all the cleanliness and politeness and all that. And it was a rude awakening when I flew from Zurich to come home and landed at Newark, airport <laughs> and i was just like oh god the, the, you, you went from heaven to the sewer of the world the, it, it was, so there goes our support North, from the newark tourist board we're never gonna get that money now <laughs> got a lot to learn i was like man you can almost see new york city if you can see through all the toxic waste barrels that are being stored at the edge of the airport <laughs> it was a, it was a very shocking and disturbing moment for me so but we didn't we didn't start our trip in Rusville, right, Steve? Where did we Where did we actually start our trip? We started it in Zurich. We started in their in their home city, which is is interesting because I I certainly liked Zurich, but as we were walking around Zurich, I I made mention that I think we're going to like Lucerne more, and mm-hmm. that the scale and the buildings and age of buildings and architecture is going to be a little bit more. Um, you know, to, to put it in perspective, Pete, when I tried to explain what I was thinking, I Zurich is like New York City and Lucerne was more like Boston. Hmm. So, you know, they, they both have a job to do. They're both a metropolis city where things get done. But New York City seems to be more machine-like and not as uh, comfortable hmm. and not the scale that you would want to feel comfortable in. It's just big buildings, millions of people moving at a fast pace, trying to get their job done. And at whatever, 
peril it is to those beside them, they get that that done. And Boston is more of a walkable city. It has a nice scale to it. You're comfortable walking down the streets. There's cafes and stuff in the bottom of buildings. And that's how exactly how Lucerne was. It was, uh, it was great there. And one of the things I wanted to point out too, Pete, is do you realize you don't tip in Switzerland? When you go out to yeah. eat, everybody gets tip paid. Here. They, it's, <laughs> Pete is the stingiest, <laughs> cheapest. Uh, I, I once heard him tell a, a waiter that if be he all wanted about a tip, me, I, I wasn't. He, I wasn't coming down on you, buddy. But I, I once I, I once heard Pete say, "If you want a tip, don't park in front of fire hydrants to a waiter." Th- there you go. There you go. Wow. But <laughs> he's uh, shaking his head. No, he didn't. Or don't pee in the wind, right? Uh, anyway, yeah. the uh, the. It, and, and that's testament to their culture. Everybody gets paid a fair wage. They're expected to be a contributor, but they get treated like a contributor. So for the record, I just want you to know that you're painting a picture of Switzerland that's a whole lot like Vermont. Uh, the people's I knew that would give you pause, Steve. I knew that would give you pause. If yeah. you guys don't follow this on YouTube, you should, just to see Steve screw his face in a way where he's trying to figure out how to back out of everything that he's already said, if Pete's actually right. But I but, but I would Steve, I would I would go out on a limb and say this. Switzerland is worth visiting to experience their culture. Because you just feel good every day walking around. People are out there to help you. Things are you you didn't get on a train and be like, Oh, what's that smell? Or oh, I'm not sitting in that seat. Everything was as good as you would expect it to be. Okay, so I want to come back to that, the the, the culture and the people. I want to circle back to that when, once we start talking about Sega's manufacturing facilities and everything. Don't let me forget. So uh, the first three days that we were in Switzerland, we weren't actually with Sega yet, Steve. It was just you and I and your wife. My wife, Holly. And we decided to go early and just bum around and see what we could see. But I want to, uh, as off-topic as it might sound, I want to talk about the hotel recommendation that you got and where we stayed the first couple nights that we were there. Yeah, I mean, it, it does help when you know I said asked ATN where do you where you know where should we stay if we go a couple of days early, and he's like, oh well, there's this hotel, that hotel, and this hotel, and I said, well, and and I just said it off the cuff, like if if I wanted to stay at the nicest place in Zurich, where would I stay? And he said, oh, you'd definitely <laughs> stay at the Dolder. So I looked it up, and yes, the 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 price had you know it gives you a step back, but you sit there and say, <laughs> or three, it's, it's only or three steps back, but you sit there and say, well, it's only for a day or for three days, sorry, but I get to wake up every morning. It had a triple glazed lift and slide window that was sixteen feet wide that looked out over a lake and into the Alps. So. Waking up to that every high morning. tech and natural, wow, yeah. So it and and everybody there was exponentially Swiss, right? <laughs> because that not only are they Swiss, but they had to be even a little nicer given the ranking of the hotel. But you know what? I found out on my way out. I found a really cool slideshow. The Dolder is like one of the top ten most sustainable hotels in the world. It it has a, a ground source heat system. Most of their power comes from hydropower. It's they had a whole slideshow on what you know this place was all about. And like I said, sixteen foot uh, by 
I don't know, it was probably close to nine foot tall. Yep, nine foot. Triple glazed lift and slide door. Wow. So they they cared about their their people. And it was quiet in the hotel. It was, yeah, you had to be a engineer to figure out the shower. It was... Uh, you're just trying to make me... <laughs> You're just trying to make me jealous that I didn't go with you guys. I know what you're up to. That's exactly what we're doing. Hey, Peter, it was the, because we always talk about this. We, You and I travel a lot. And for whatever reason, I don't, you know, people can laugh, but we always have the conversation of water pressure in the shower, right? Like, that's how we measure a, a good hotel. Like, it's not the mattress. It's not the pillows. It's not how many TV stations. It's when I got up in the morning, was the water friggin' hot? And did it come out like a fire hose? Well, the Dolder had a rain head that was literally a fire hose. Like, it was a massaging, warm shower that was <laughs> easily shower the best the shower, shower ever. You know, I, I didn't anticipate this whole trip to have brought up the warm and fuzzy side of our buddy Steve, but holy smokes. <laughs> it it was uh, radiant, radiant floors in the bathroom. And nice. ra- radiant shelves where the towels were stored. So when I grabbed my towel in the morning, it was nice and warm. Man, there's a little tear trickling down my cheek over I will, all this. I will tell you, Pete, the the one thing that he did complain about was he said that the bathrobe was too small. Yeah. Pete, I got, I got like one arm into it. I got, I think, a little bit past my elbow. And like the width of the shoulders on it. The damn thing was like 12 inches. I'm like, who the hell wears this? I probably couldn't have worn that bathrobe in seventh grade. Never mind just now. Oh, I Lord. mean, it, it, if I took two of them and sewed together, it would have still only gotten about halfway around me. I, I don't know. I have this it image been a of Steve in two undersized bathrobes. One of the well, I, I tried it. Holly said, here, I think this one is bigger. So I tried that one on. It was like a straight jacket. It was it, like I, I was like this in it and I couldn't move. It was, yeah, it was embarrassing. I I hate to tell you this, but way back in the session, the thing that caught my ear was you guys went to a trade school or you were scheduled to go to a trade school? We were scheduled to go to a trade school. Oh, that would have been so awesome. And a bunch of construction sites. But hey, why don't you just steal my my zest of my bathrobe story? Since Pete Pete brought it up, let's just cover it real quick. The trip was supposed to be uh, a Sunday night through Saturday night. It was supposed to be six full days or six touch six days yeah. uh, with Sega and with all these other places that we were supposed to visit. Unfortunately, we had dinner on Sunday night, all of all days program on Monday, and then Tuesday morning we had some people that were on the trip test positive for COVID, which meant mandatory uh Isolation for them, mandatory five-day quarantining before they could see a doctor to get a note and come home. And we had more than one. And so Sega very quickly went, okay, we have to stop. We can't can't go to trade schools and job sites if we have Mm. COVID going around our group. And we all had dinner last night and we all had dinner, you know, the night before. Even though we wore masks the majority of the time we were together, every everything inside except for eating, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of the people that returned home did test positive also. There's been yep. a couple. And I have, I've muted my mic a couple times since we started recording because I have a little bit of a cough. And I'm worried that now that I have it, I have, you know, today or tomorrow is the incubation period. Uh, but they made a very quick uh, call that was 
for the best to say, okay, this is not worth risking people. And we can't, in a right mind, take you guys to job sites and to trade schools and things like that. If we're kicking COVID around our group, uh, we got to send everybody home. We'll postpone this. Uh, we're not going to cancel. We'll postpone this and we'll figure this out at some point in the future. Uh, sorry, we only got basically one day together. So, tell, so tell me more about what happened that one day then. Because I don't really know the full range of yep. products that Sega either offers or manufactures. Steve, do you want to lead well, us into so what we did? They on have day a couple one? WRBs, right? They mm-hmm. they have the the Sega MyVest and the MyVest SA, which stands for self adhesive. So they have one that you can. It's like a tack on uh, or a staple on membrane, and then they have one that actually has a sticky backing that you put up as adhesive. They have a whole series of tapes that have different permeabilities and different jobs, like their Resan tape. I believe it is, is mostly for their interior air sealing. Yep. Um, they have a smart vapor retarder, their Sega My Vest, which, you know, works like a valve, like your typical smart um, vapor retarder, and the, the Resound tape works with that. And then they have a bunch of exterior tapes, um, and they have their, uh, you know, a lot of their tapes have multiple release layers so you can attach them to windows put the window in and then pull the second release layer to attach it to the wall and so they work extensively which you would be really happy with peter outside of their world right so they talk to window manufacturers and people who install windows as to how do you install them let's build a tape designed for window installation not window sealing Right, so they they go that next level of uh, materials. One one of the things, um, Peter, we'll, we'll we'll get into the factory and stuff. But one of the things that I thought was the 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 pinnacle of who Sega is. At the end of Monday, we had a little reception in uh, the 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 chapel room of they have their own. Uh, uh, like dormitory guest house. So if you mm-hmm. go there, they have like 60 rooms. It's a, it's like a mini hotel that you can stay there. But they had a little they had a little reception for us at the end of the day there, some beers and um, hors d'oeuvres and stuff. Three generations of Sega ownership was mm-hmm. there. Wow. And they didn't they didn't come in make a little bit of a speech and say, hey, you know, enjoy the rest of your trip and walk out. Have a good time. They came in, they gave a speech. They stayed in there for the whole reception. Mm-hmm. We talked to the owners of Sega and 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 their son and the daughters, which is the third generation, and um and got to talk to all of them about who we are, what we're doing, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's again testament to their culture that they are really a, a team. It's a team effort. It's not, hey, we have a bunch of materials. We want to, you know, back the truck up for you and then bill you for it. It's not just, that. I'm just curious. Holly went with you. So during the day was the plan that she would be part of what you guys were doing in terms she of was the... in there installing windows and oh, taping and i was wondering and, that. and videoing it and she actually made the comment of you know the way they explained it and the the visuals that this gentleman jacob used she goes he actually made it really interesting and informative that's cool yeah, yeah. 
approachable. The other thing that they make that uh, Steve didn't bring up is they have a new product, uh, Meltel, which is a uh, liquid sealant either in a caulking tube mm. or a sausage tube. That's a STPE, a lot like the yeah. Prosco stuff and, and that kind of thing. Uh, but they make it in white or black so that you can just use it on like a storefront. We we actually have some on order uh, that came while I was gone. Uh, for we have a white painted painted foundation that we're putting some white windows in mm. on a basement remodel. Uh, I also brought up a picture. Can you see the that, Pete? State Can you read is it? The worst possible. <laughs> this was one of their uh, their operating board that uh, I forget. I think his name is Daniel. He was our tour guide when we did the plant tour, mm-hmm. uh, and that was one of their visuals for the plant tour. The current state is the worst possible. When you first hear that, you might go, damn. And then I had to think about it for a second. I was like, oh, meaning it's only ever going to be better than it is today. We're always going to improve. We're always going to be looking for ways to improve. And they had a, we had a good, fantastic tour of their facility that really explained who they are and, and what their goals are. And it was really kind of, uh, it was inspiring for how manufacturers normally talk to people. I'll give you that. So when you're talking about their products, so there's sheet good manufacturing, there's adhesives, there's the backer tape. Do they do all of the components in-house or do they bring any element of their product from some other manufacturer? We were at the factory that did all the tapes. Yeah. Okay. So their so- sheet goods and the Meltel is done at other locations yep and even they were saying that they mix their own adhesive because they want to have control of the process so we got to see the safe peter but we didn't get to see the ingredients but we got to see the safe it was stored in well this is interesting because you know steve you and i um have been asked to speak at the pressure sensitive tape council where um you guys are party animals yeah that's this is hot stuff man it's, like uh, it's the highlight of my career. Right. What's interesting, Jake, is we've been asked to speak there for like three years now, but because of COVID, it keeps getting postponed. <laughs> Actually, I just I got an email say because Pete was holding out. Pete was holding out for more money because he felt like you guys were a bigger act than what they would give you credit for. <laughs> no, the fascinating thing is that all these chemical companies they make for a whole bunch of different industries, and the building industry is just one of the applications. Does Sega make products that are not targeted for the building industry so that makes so them a, they do them a chemical have, company yeah so I, I i think that uh my takeaway on that topic was in the united states no for use in the united states no right uh they do have some uh they do have a uh a, a product made for tarping silage it's the that I it was a ancillary conversation. I didn't go any deeper than that, but I, I, I do believe that they have a uh a product called farmer that is made for covering up things like silage or grain or things like that. Well, once uh, you understand membrane technology and how moisture, vapor, and different things move across it, I mean you're just grabbing this backer, this film, this fabric. And merging them together to do a specific um, 
But but you most know, chemical companies didn't start by developing their products for the building industry. They sort of came to yep. that. But it sounds like Sega is a chemical company that's more robustly tuned to the building industry yeah. and its needs for materials. Yeah. And North America is a small market because I did ask, you know, when we were there, what their best markets. And it's like Germany, Austria, France, you know, imagine that Norway. people that are close, all the, all the, all the countries that if you sat there and said, well, what countries really care about building? Those are the countries that are using their product. Huh. They're synonymous. So, Another thing that we learned about, uh, specifically about their tape products, Pete, is that they run them in a like one and a half meter wide roll, mm. and then they'll dice it to the requested width. So they'll do special orders. If you, you know, we all talk about, you know, we waited forever for Huber to start making six or 12 inch wide tape. Yeah. Sega will make what you want. As long as it's with yeah, you have to buy a minimum amount. But if you wanted it, yeah, I'm sure fourteen and a half inches wide, they'll they'll run boxes of it for you. They'll convert it to millimeters and then make it for you. So that that means the manufacturing process is for a sheet good of a certain width to their machinery, and then they they cut yep. it up. That makes sense. Yeah, and then all they got to do is move the blades further apart when they start lopping it lopping it apart. They also said that they run every one of their tape products every day in that facility hmm. so that they they keep their process lean. They don't keep a ton of stuff on hand. Uh, they they really do keep their warehouse uncluttered and get things through as fast as possible. So the, the smart vapor retarder, which actually is a two-way valve rather than a one-way valve that distinguishes it in the marketplace, um, that's pretty new. Did they hint at any other... Products under development. They said they have a bunch of stuff, but like anybody, they yeah. they can't tell us. They they weren't close enough yeah. that they wanted to tease you by saying. And oh, and I good. and I had Holly with me because I tried to sneak around the manufacturing facility, but okay. I let me get this straight. I got I have a picture of Steve sneaking around with that little bathrobe on. Oh, she reminded me at least a dozen times that I was on the wrong side of the white line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the time that I took my wife for a ride in a friend of mine's Corvette and we ended up coming back because I wasn't being safe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. They have a way of grounding us sometimes that can be realistic and yet irritating at the same time. <laughs> so so are you guys going to go back, it sounds like, right? I'd go back in a heartbeat. Just Switzerland, I, is it's a beautiful country. The food was surprisingly really good. Um, and, uh, yeah. And, and like I said, everybody we ran into, like, I didn't have one bad experience anywhere. We went to the supermarket. We went everywhere. Everybody was like, good day. This, right, let, that. Let's cut to the chase. What class did they fly you in? I sat in back scrunched up on, but that's okay. Peter, to, to get in the mood, I watched Sound of Music on my way over there. <laughs> With, with Julie Andrews, just to, to get in the mood. Oh, oh my goodness. Thanks for clarifying that it was the Julie Andrews version. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, as, that's like saying, as opposed oh, no, to the, the Ethel Merman version of yeah, Sound of Music. I watched Terminator, the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Julie Andrews isn't in any of the Terminator movies that I'm aware of. No, she isn't. Not that I know of. It's been a while since you guys have seen them. Her and James Cameron work together regularly. <laughs> but, uh, 
but all right, brothers, but, he, but, he, but Peter, even, even even on the airplane, it was probably some of the best airplane food I've ever had. That the the people on Swiss Air were just very accommodating, and he's yeah. been drinking the Swiss Kool Aid, man. Listen, yeah, yes. If so, I if I have a secondary address that is Lucerne, Switzerland, you'll know why. I'll come and visit. I can deal with the time change. So I wanted. I said that I wanted to circle back sure, around yeah. to everybody was nice. Everybody seemed like they cared and they were working for the greater good. Uh, maybe that's socialist Europe, or maybe it's for the betterment of humanity. But I felt that way at Sega too. Now I, we we should also be clear that Sega is not a sponsor of this episode of the podcast. They did not ask us to make a podcast about our trip. They really did just say, we want to invite you guys to come and see everything. And Steve and I, when we got back, were like, man, there's been some people ask why we cut it short, why we had to come back. Because there were other people on on the trip that have posted about why we came back earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we really just wanted to say, like, thank you. It really was inspiring. It was inspiring to feel like they cared about where we're headed. So I just have this thought in my mind that now I'm going to have to compare what you just described as your experience in Switzerland to the upcoming Orlando, Florida International (laughs) Builders Show. Because I know that Orlando is, for all three of us, one of our all-time favorite destinations. Yeah, I can't wait to get there. Yeah. (sighs) You know know what's interesting, though? and, And I totally agree with Jake. Um but I think, you know, part part of the SEGA thing is is that it's family owned. So it's it's different when, you know, your actual name is on the door, right? And and yeah. that responsibility can be pinned to a person. It's just um, like when we work with builders, if it was a family owned building business, man, the, they're, they're, the whole they're approach was different. But I liken it, you know, I went when I went out and saw Sierra Pacific's um set up out in California and their owner is this guy red, who was the guy that started the business. And it's the same thing. It's like, because red's name is attached to it. Everybody in that company treats it like their name is red, right? Yeah. Yeah. That they're, they're out to do a good job because it's got red's name on the door Yeah, and they have to, but, um, well, it's like it's, when Steve, you and I have worked with T.W. Perry. It's the same thing. It's a family-owned business, and that changes the whole nature of the of the relationship. Yeah, it's not like an 84 lumber. Not that they're bad, but it's not yeah. like where you can't, you know, you can go up the ladder, but you'd be hell-bent to find any responsibility in some of these large corporations. And in uh, and, Sega, and it, it, wasn't, it wasn't like that. And they were, I mean, the two owners, the two head guys were extremely down to earth they sat there they had beers with people chatting it up standing around at the table and uh yeah well just... you know this is a good fit for the unbuilding podcast because all three of us believe that you know if you're working on high performance in buildings and you're contributing to make it a better product rather than just making a buck um that's what we're interested in we're interested in people put the money where their mouth is develop good products and then back them up with good technical support that's to me a big part of what yep. the Unbuilded Podcast is. Yeah, and that's how Sega, you know, when they when they put up their mission statement about, you know, creating an airtight world, basically, 
it's it's all about how can we contribute to the success of the world. And oh, by the way, I mean, we're obviously a company. We need to make a profit, but that's not that's not our bottom line. I think you need to talk to them about making a stretch fabric for Swiss hotel uh, bathrooms. I think that's the big opportunity. An insert, something that like I can get a little bit of relaxing in that back um, there. But uh, but but that's on all that right. note. Now I'm trying to decide whether or not I have enough leftover Myrex at the shop to make him a bathroom for the next time that he's here. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of which, folks, we're going to be doing a whole series coming up the next time we're in uh, Columbia, Missouri together. So. That's going to be a, a big event, probably bigger than the Builder yeah. Show for us. You never know. We got we got a whole bunch of things brewing on the Unbuilder Podcast and the YouTube channel and that. So, uh, all right, let's check wrap it up this way. Jake, what's the temperature outside your office right now? Uh, it is thirteen. Steve, yeah, we're probably at like thirty-five. Yeah, we're at like zero. It's really cold here. It was zero here this morning, and I thought, yeah, I'm not going anywhere that's today. The, that's why the People's office. Republic of Vermont has like 600,000 in the whole state. Steve, there's way less than 500,000 people in the whole state. In the whole state, yeah. Steve, they're just moving out. Go. So it's like one person. Steve was counting leafers. One, one person per 10 acres or something yeah. is Vermont. Yeah, there's nothing dense about us. Mm, is there? Well, you're like, okay. I get to drive across Massachusetts and you sit there and go, huh, should I go up and visit Vermont? Nah. You just keep driving by. Well, hey, thanks for tuning in today, folks. This has been an Unbuilded Podcast episode focusing on Sega and Switzerland. And we look forward to seeing you next time around. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Thanks, man.